Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Give me Josh Allen all day, every day. When I look in his eyes before every game, there's not a worry in my mind. And I guarantee you that's the same mindset of everybody in this locker room. You know, I believe Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the NFL. It excites me that I get an opportunity to call plays with him. Is it a new day for the Buffalo Bills? Can we start talking about the playoffs again? Am I allowed to keep most of my hair? Or what's left of it? All well, the answer to the questions. first two questions are, are yes. The other oh, one Frank. is... Uh, I said what's left of it. And the answer is still maybe. We're going to find out. Yeah, we are. We're going to find out the hard way. The Bills take on the Jets tomorrow. And you got to deal with that defense one more time. Mm-hmm. And you're now doing it with a new offensive coordinator. Ken Dorsey obviously being let go this past week. Joe Brady taking over and will now call the plays for this offense and quarterback Josh Allen. I was so salty about that Broncos loss that if if there was no moves made within that team... This would have become Sabres Talk Saturday, where I completely would have ignored the Buffalo Bills, not had a care in the world about them, and ignored them out of spite. But, true to my word, they did something. They did something, I would say, massive. It is now Joe Brady calling the plays, Ken Dorsey's out, and... If you've followed me on Twitter, if you've heard me enough on this show, I I was a certified Ken Dorsey hater of sorts. It's unfortunate for someone to lose their job. That is, it's something you don't really want. You want better from that person. That's all it is. Like you, mm-hmm. you don't ever want someone to lose their job. You don't want it. It's just something that is an inevitability. Um, and in the NFL, coaches do. You know, coaches of that rank do get compensated well enough that the volatility of its job or the potential for being fired, it does still allow for some sort of comfort in the end um, if you do get let go from that sort of thing. So I'm not necessarily saying, like, I don't care that he got fired, he's getting paid for it. It's also just, you know, it's a way to try to make people feel better about it. It's like, yeah, like, people, coaches get fired. Um, it's something that I say coaches ultimately serve to get fired one day and those that climb high enough, they get compensated pretty, pretty well for it. I mean, 
Evan in the update talking about Ron Rivera, you know, like that's a man that will end up getting fired from Washington at some point. Probably just, after the season. Exactly. Like who knows what happens, but I can bank on one day you are going to get let go from your team. Now let me say this before we really talk about the offense and we really talk about everything else. There is one more thing about coaching in the NFL. I say coaches ultimately serve to one day get fired. Now, the crosshairs remain on one person on this coaching staff for Buffalo. Mm -hmm. And it is simply due to the measure of there is no one left. I'm not even going to go into the tumultuous ways of like the release of Heath Farwell after 13 seconds, um, the dismissal of Leslie Frazier, the rift between McDermott and Brian Dable, um, Chad Hall moving on from the team to a uh, similar position instead of going for a promotion. Like there's the thing is, is that a lot of that could be speculative. I'm not going to say anything necessarily about that, but the reality is Sean McDermott is now the only one left. If this team continues to falter, that's where the ax drops. Yeah. There is nowhere left for him to quote unquote hide. And of course, I'm not going to say that he's necessarily hiding or and I would even say it's somewhat speculative that um, he's trying to take the heat off himself by firing Dorsey. Like, the thing is, there are a lot of coaching mess-ups in that Denver game. Inexcusable ones that fall on the head coach. Ones that should allow fans to question why he's here. That said, the offense has needed to wake up in a sense. Was that game against Denver something I would call Dorsey's fault? Absolutely not. It wasn't play calling necessarily that was the biggest woe, though there are some wrinkles that I can even talk about from that game. But it was a lot of execution errors. Gabe Davis drops a pass, bounces right to a Broncos player. James Cook fumbles. Josh Allen drops a handoff. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that like there's, no, a, there's a lot of co- snark on the internet, like going, "Oh, why Dorsey call that play?" Um, you know, basically saying like. You know, he, it, it's not him that's the problem. The thing is, is that if you're implying that Ken Dorsey wasn't the problem, I do unfortunately have some bad news for you. He was part of it. He was. He was a. At, he was a big part of it. He was a big because part it's of not it. even. Ju- it's not even just the Broncos game. It's it's all season. They've had three. Realistically, the Bills have had three good offensive games all year. And even, we're ten games in. And even then, you can call into question the Washington game. Yeah, they scored a defensive touchdown in that yeah. one to yeah. inflate the numbers. Mm-hmm. Now, here's something about the Denver game, though, that I can point to the now former offensive coordinator. When the Bills went up-tempo out of absolute necessity, they were marching down the field. They've always been doing that. They've always been doing that. And I know it's not ready. It's not possible to constantly run up-tempo. Right. But use it to put pressure on another team, not to bail yourself out. Right. That's the thing to me. Use it to keep the... Keep the defense on their heels. Use it to put pressure, not just the opposing defense. Use it to make a team like Denver have to think, have to match you. Yeah. Denver. Match your speed. Denver coached stupidly enough that you should have won this football game. Yeah. They tried handing it back. Like you gave it to them right away and they kept giving it back. 
and you kept pushing the plate away. They were sliding it your way, like, here, take it, take it. And then you go, no, 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 it's fine. Um, no, I don't want green bean casserole. It was the reverse tug-of-war game. Yes. You're not pulling at it. You're trying to give them the rope. It was two magnets of similar polarity, and you're trying to shove them together. Yeah. That's what that game was. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but my main thing here is up-tempo only to bail you out instead of putting pressure on another team. And more importantly, when you started running the football from under center, oh my god, it worked. <laughs> Find someone in your life that you can love as much as Ken Dorsey loved taking James Cook and shoving him into a mass of bodies. <laughs> There was no play that that man loved more than the shotgun sprint draw. So, yes, the move did ultimately have to happen. Because, play calling wise, there was not enough going on from Dorsey where you would just get in your own way. The Bills should run the ball more. Yeah, not like that. Every time. If I'm handing some I'm, if I'm handing the football off in shotgun, there is no running start. You're basically banking on the offensive line to get a good enough push that you can get a couple yards at a time. Maybe break a hole open. Mm-hmm. But as you saw in that Denver game, the minute they started running the football from under center, James Cook popped off. And it's not a surprise. You're able to attack with speed. What has James Cook got that these other backs of the Bills' backfield have? Not have. Speed. He's able to attack with it. He's able to attack with finding other holes. Using his vision. But no, let's keep doing the shotgun draw. Yes. There is enough to take from Ken Dorsey in his... I'll call it one and a half seasons just so that it can be lazy about the description. You know, one season in 10 games, like one and a half seasons. There's enough to take away from it to know that he was not ready for this. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. You look at the quarterback and you can tell he's not comfortable in this system based on whatever reads are being given to him, but the timing's off. You look at that interception that he threw against Denver near the end of the first half. We've seen that play get picked off in so many games this year. That means that there's a predictability going on with this play call. They see that route. They know that it must be a first read and it's a quick play. See it, throw it. And the problem is, when you're throwing it, it's getting picked off. You saw it in week one against the Jets. You saw it this past week with Denver. You saw it the week before with Cincinnati. You saw it the week. You saw it a couple weeks before that in New England on the first pass of the game. Obviously, the concept is be is predictable, and Ken Dorsey oftentimes was doing things that were predictable and unimaginative enough that fans and media are looking at it and going, "This is going to happen." 
And if we can do that, people that have dedicated their lives and their craft to perfecting defense in the National Football League, athletes and coaches, are going to see it and they're going to spot it and they're going to correct it. And they're going to make you pay. And that was happening all too often with the Ken Dorsey offense. Not enough motion going on to help Allen decipher defenses. Like There are ways it can give the game away. It's a chess match. It's something that you're allowed to go ahead and tinker with a defense and make them have to show you something. It stinks that a person has to get fired. But at the end of the day, something had to happen. Losing to Denver and falling to 11th place in the AFC... If somebody that was there, if if that entire coaching staff was there, was the same coaching staff entering this game, I wouldn't have said a word about this team. Because what's the point? So it had to happen. And now comes the most vital stretch of this Buffalo Bills team. You are in 11th place. Seven games left. You are behind Gardner Minshew Mm -hmm. and Aiden O'Connell in the playoff race. If the San Diego Chargers didn't have a fetish for shooting themselves in the foot, you'd be behind them too. If the New York Jets beat you, You fall to 12th at minimum. And unfortunately, Robert Sala's defense is good enough that that is a realistic possibility. No matter what happens elsewhere in the conference, if you lose to the Jets, that is your 6th conference loss, and you're as low as 13th in the AFC. And you've lost to Zach Wilson twice. That part I don't care about anymore. You have to beat whatever you see in front of you, or you're oh, going yeah. to well, lose. Yeah, of course. But again, you have to. It doesn't matter if it doesn't matter if Aaron Rodgers is on that team right now. If you lose, you're done. Not that you can't run off wins and get there. Because the AFC is suddenly vulnerable. I just hate the fact that this team could if they lose tomorrow, they would have lost three of their last four games to the to Zach Wilson. I Q- just I hate that. QB wins aren't a stat. I know. You're losing to the Jets. You were losing to the Jets. I, I know. Who happened to employ Zach Wilson. Yeah. But that wasn't their intention. Technically, that game that they won, Mike White started. Okay. Not even technically. Don't even feel better that about was, that. That was, that was the win. It was the win. You, I, you I don't, I, that makes me feel a lot better. I mean, he's the better quarterback, so you should feel better about it. About the win, I guess. I guess. But, of course, the point being, you lose this game. Yeah, season's over. We're done. Yeah. We're talking draft. Yeah. And I haven't had that feeling since 2018. Yeah. Me too. And... It is such an unfamiliar position, and it's also a blasphemous position based on who you have under center. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting the offense to break out in this game. 
What I am hoping for is that they just do enough to survive. Because what else is there? The alternative is your season is dead in the water. Yep. Well, it's simple as that. Your season is dead in the water if you lose this game. You are already behind in every imaginable tiebreaker that there is. What else can you do? You have to win. And now the AFC has some vulnerability to it. There is a chance coming back to this team that honestly is undeserved based on how they've played. But at the same time, it's there. A window, the window has, you shut the window on your own fingers and after you yelled out in pain, there's a crack back in it. Deshaun Watson's gone for the year. Mm-hmm. As mediocre as he's been, it's better than P.J. Walker. It's better than Dorian Thompson-Robinson. But can Cleveland do enough to survive and get in the playoffs? They got a, they got a good roster. The Pittsburgh Steelers are the masters of voodoo, wizardry, and BS. And I'm convinced at this point that Mike Tomlin's a warlock. I'm pretty sure you're right. He gets magical powers from some otherworldly patron that allows the Steelers to never have a losing record with him. <laughs> he probably has, a, has his own like, they little, weird, se- little they area. They are the weirdest he, team. He has his own area in, the, they are the, weirdest in the, team. his office where he just does seances. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But the Steelers, you should be better than. The Bengals, they're done. They also have the five. Year, yeah. They also have five conference losses. Yeah, Burrow's out for the year. Yeah, that is going to be not good enough. They're starting Jake Browning, and Jake Browning can do as admirable as he can. There's still too many games within your conference. They're zero and three in their division. At least the Bills somehow beat a AFC East opponent, the one that we would have thought that they would have actually lost to. Yeah. So Cincinnati is in huge trouble. That they're basically done. But as of right now, as of today, you're behind them. Yep. And if you lose to the Jets, you're behind them. And the Bengals. They, I mean, it's, they have to run the table in the AFC. They have to run the table in the AFC. They, you, their only losses they can, they can afford are Philly and Dallas. Which would put them at 10-7. and seven. But if you based on the records, conf- but if you improve your conference record, that will improve head to head. Studying up your as well, studying up would, your conference record would help. Ten and seven, ten and seven would conceivably get you in. Conceivably get you in. Problem is, the rest of the AFC has been pretty tight and cooking. Yeah, yeah. The only playoff team that has a five and four record is Houston, a very promising group right now. Yeah, and they they could easily challenge. And they're challenging for the division. Mm-hmm. So. Again, there's a lot. There's a lot that's going to go into this. We have no idea what happens. Time to get connected with our fans. It's brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com. Before we take a break and get to Dave Buchanan, we'll go to Scott here in Williamsville. Scott, you're on Sports Talk Saturday. How are you doing? How are you doing? Thank you for taking the call. I just, I'm curious, did 
Anyone have a problem with Dorsey at 13 and 3? Did anyone have a problem with Dorsey against the Raiders or the Commanders or the Dolphins? Did a first time OC, first year, go 13 and 3 and then walk in and say, hey, let's change everything. I think we should go to 12 personnel and get a tight end. Two billion people in China knew we needed a wide receiver. And he's the scapegoat. Do you trust anything that McDermott says going back to 13 seconds? Chad Hall waking up and saying, a beloved Chad Hall. I'm going to take a lateral move to Jacksonville. Leslie Frazier saying, who needs these millions? I'm just going to quit and then look for another job three months down the road. I mean, what are you putting the blame here, man? Nobody had a problem with 13-3. Four turnovers, and Josh is still the man. I don't get it, but I'll hang up and listen. Scott, what you're alluding to is something I've already said. Um, there's only one person left that you can put blame on, and if things continue the yeah. way they are, he's gone. Yeah. Simple as that. Because what you're alluding to is Sean McDermott. And I've already said it. I don't need to say it again. But to say that Dorsey is infallible or blameless is irresponsible and incorrect. So that is what I have to say. But yes, McDermott. We even I, I McDermott was, has the crosshairs now. There's he, no one left. He does, and you know he 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 had said you know where was this when the team went 13 and three last year? We had problem. We had questions about the offense last year too. Even when they were winning. Frank, last year was one of the more miserable years I've done this right. The whole thing. Last year was really frustrating. It was, a mo- it was the most frustrating 13-3 season we've ever done. Yeah, I, exactly. That's, the, that's exactly it. We, I had questions last year about Dorsey as an, as an OC. There are people did. calling for him to not come back after year one. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's been there. Um, but I know what he's getting at, and that's at McDermott. Yeah, and... Yeah, and we you and they said you and you know you'd mentioned that already. We, I mentioned it already. He's in the crosshairs because there's no one left. Yeah, and if this team continues to struggle, guess what? We this all is the know, next one. We all know how it ends yeah. if they struggle. He's and on it his, starts with a tough one against the Jets, and you know, and McDermott's now on his fourth offensive coordinator. Hey, good news. Let's talk about something cool. Okay, let's talk about a winning Buffalo team. Ooh, that's I like a winning Buffalo team. That's what we're gonna do in the next segment. We're gonna have Dave Buchanan on. Talk about the Buffalo Bandits. Let's go. They get started in three weeks. So here we go. We'll talk about the Bandits, the NLL on the other side here. Dave Buchanan joining us on the next segment of Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 